Are you looking to put your products in front of millions of customers? Then Walmart Marketplace is for you. With more than 120 million unique monthly visitors, according to Comscore, Walmart Marketplace is one of the fastest growing e-commerce platforms. And right now, new sellers can save up to 50% off referral and fulfillment fees. Join today and get instant access to millions of customers from one of the world's largest retailers. Go to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. I'm Kerry Murdoch. The Bilski case involves a potentially dramatic shift in U.S. patent law. It's been a waiting decision by the U.S. Supreme Court since the fall of 2009, and today the court rendered its opinion. The case involves the scope of potential patents and whether an invention must be tied to a machine to be eligible for patents. It could have impacted many thousands of technology and Internet-related patents, and to explain the Bilski decision to us, we are joined by attorney Robert Kovelman, an intellectual property expert. Well, Robert, thank you for your time today. Uh, pleasure to speak with you again, Kerry. Robert, the Supreme Court finally issued the Bilski decision today. We've been waiting on that for quite some time, and I'm wondering if you could summarize that decision for our audience, which, as you know, is largely e-commerce merchants. Sure, Kerry. The Bilski decision is a significant case in patent law for several reasons. Uh, what the case related to was Mr. Bilski is an inventor, and he had filed a patent application for various methods that relate to commodity buyers in the energy market and how they can hedge against the uh, risk of price changes. Uh, during prosecution before the patent office, and that's the procedure by which you get a patent, the examiner rejected his claims by arguing that it was merely an abstract idea or a mathematical formula that was applied to broadly and denied it as not being patent-eligible subject matter. After some back and forth between the patent examiner, Mr. Bilski went up to the Board of Patent Appeals and Interferences, which is the body at the patent office for determining uh, appeals from the examiner, and also determined that it was not patentable eligible subject matter. From the patent office, Mr. Bilski then filed with the Federal Circuit, which is an appellate court that hears appeals in these type of matters. And the Federal Circuit did something that was fairly unexpected. They essentially came down and limited what was patent-eligible subject matter to what was called the machine or transformation test, meaning you have to tie your method claims to a specific machine or you have to show, show some form of physical transformation, such as like in a chemical process from chemical A to chemical B. And that was a big surprise to a lot of people, and Mr. Bilski then took it up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court today issued their opinion, which uh, the majority opinion found several uh, important issues. One, business methods are subject to patent-eligible subject matter, and we can get into that in a little more detail. 
Two, the Federal Circuit misapplied the Supreme Court's precedence in making their determination that the machine transformation test is the only test. It is not. And three, the Federal Circuit uh, misapplied statutory interpretation of Section 101, which says that any process is eligible for uh, a patent if you satisfy the remaining requirements of the statute. So, in a sense, the Supreme Court essentially affirmed the decision. They found that Mr. Bilski's patent was not eligible for patentability, but at the same time, they found that the test applied by the Federal Circuit was the improper test used in this area. <laughs> it was the right decision for the wrong reasons, essentially. Exactly. You got it. Got, got it. Uh, so, I, I wrote those three points down. Business method patents, is it fair to to say that Internet-related patents such as algorithms, Amazon's one-click, etc., would that would, would those loosely fall into the business method patent category? I think the Supreme Court left it open. Actually, they did say clearly that Section 101, read by its own definition, is any process, and that it needed to be a broadly stated statute in order to encompass technology that Congress has yet to envision. And Justice Kennedy, who delivered the opinion of the court, actually does talk about the computers and algorithms and things of that nature and says that to limit the machine or transformation test as the only test, which is more applicable to maybe the industrial age as opposed to the information age, would essentially create a lot of uncertainty as to the patentability of software diagnostic medical techniques and inventions based on linear programs, data compression, and manipulation of digital signals. So what I think the court is saying is machine transformation isn't the sole test, but they didn't quite provide enough information as to what is going to be the proper test. So while the Federal Circuit did not follow precedent of the Supreme Court and limited to the machine transformation test, the Supreme Court left it open for the Federal Circuit to add in additional restrictions or requirements or conditions in order to determine what is patentable subject matter in terms of business methods. So I guess the short answer is business methods are clearly covered based on the analysis of the court, but what really will constitute a process that's more than an abstract idea, mathematical formula, or natural uh, phenomenon, if you will, is going to be left to the Federal Circuit and probably in the next few years before people have any real certainty. Does Congress get involved again? Does Congress uh, clear any of that up? Well, the Supreme Court feels that Congress essentially came up with the, this decision for them. They think 101 uh, provides any process. Then the Supreme Court went on and said that Section 273 actually discusses business methods, and that if Congress did not intend for Section 101 to be covering business methods, then you would not have that language in Section 273. To construe it otherwise would essentially make 273 meaningless, which essentially is a statute that deals with a defense if you're doing a method, or which they say is a method of doing or conducting business with respect to somebody making an uh, infringement claim against you for patent infringement. So... Can Congress change this? They certainly can. As we had previously discussed, there's the Patent Reform Act. If they disagree with the court, they could come up with some new regulations and laws. 
But frankly, I think they're going to leave it. I think they're going to leave it for the courts to make up their own decisions and see where this goes over the next couple of years. So for Internet-related entrepreneurs, software programmers, that sort of thing, does this decision, does this opinion carve out any new territory, anything that they need to be aware of? Well, again, I think it's clear business methods are now patentable, eligible subject matter. They may not be granted as patents, but I think it's pretty clear that the court has said that business methods are going to be patentable. The next question is what's going to be the test? Now, the machine transformation is not patentable, but I still think the U.S. uh, Patent and Trademark Office is going to apply that test. It's something that they can basically wrap their hands around and apply it during prosecution. So I think, you know, computer algorithms, email programs, other various internet applications, if somebody thinks they want a patent on it, they should go ahead and file. They should go ahead and they should try to draft their claims to the extent it's not unduly limiting so that they can get past the patent office with the machine transformation test. For those people who already have patents issued, I think they can breathe a sigh of relief that they still have a shot of having their patents to be enforceable and uh, basically applicable towards potential infringers based on today's decision. It it, it left the door open. Are there any existing patents? Is there... Are there any existing patents out there, technology-related business method patents, that this decision would in any way threaten, in your view? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I hadn't really thought of that, and I don't really know in, in the sense that it would, it would hurt them. The reason being, again, the court said this is not the sole test, but left the door open. So it's not like they came down, as Justice Stevens did in his dissent, and said, I would be totally against business method patents. I think it's it's something that's excluded, and he goes through a fairly tortured reading of uh, legislative history and previous cases to come up with that decision. I think the court is where it was previously in that the Section 101, which defines patentable subject matter, is very broad and has to be dynamic and allow for new technologies to be applied. So I think that broadly there's no patent out there that off the top of my head, that's actually going to be hurt by this decision at this point. Anything in the decision that surprised you? Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm, you know, I was surprised that Justice Kennedy actually wrote it. I expected to see Justice Stevens write it as one of his last opinions as a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is uh, surprising that the court came out so clearly to say that business methods are patentable subject matter. And then finally, what they did is what I think we had discussed previously is the Supreme Court left it open and said this is not the sole test. They didn't give any additional tests, as we had previously discussed. We didn't think they would. But they left it open clearly that the federal circuit is not going to be restricted by anything the Supreme Court said other than this is not the sole test, and left it open for the federal circuit to basically go back and see if they can get it right. Now, as we previously discussed also, the justices have made it pretty clear they don't like the broad scope of some patents. And I think what happened is um, part of the delay is they were trying to get their heads around how to do this. They didn't really like the way they had to come down. But, again, they came down with a flexible approach because of what the statute says, and they applied what the statute says. And finally, Justice Stevens said if Congress doesn't like it, it's up to them. They can change this. Justice Stevens uh, said, did you say that he, he, he was against business met- patents 
was a broad scope? That's, oh, that's yeah, what he, 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 he was very, very clear. Um, he, he, you know, he, I think he said, quote, more precisely, although a process is not patent eligible simply because it is a useful for conducting business, a claim that merely describes a method of doing business does not qualify as a process under Section 101. That's his hmm. position. That's so it, had he written the majority, we would have had a very different conversation. <laughs> Anything else on your mind today, sir, for our, our listeners, e-commerce merchants and web developers? I think that, again, uh, anybody interested in protecting their rights should proceed and uh, assume that it's kind of a status quo. We've gotten some clarification, but there's definitely some instability and some unanswered questions. And you should just, you know, depending on how you want to protect your technology, proceed as if method patents are going to continue around for a while. Okay. Well, for purposes of our listeners, we've been visiting with Robert Kovelman. This is our second conversation with Mr. Kovelman. He is a noted patent attorney and intellectual property expert. Mr. Kovelman's with the firm of Steptoe and Johnson. That site is steptoe.com. That's S as in Sam, T E P T O E, steptoe.com. And Robert Kovelman with Steptoe and Johnson. We want to thank you for your time today, sir. Thanks, Kerry. Appreciate it. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.